Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. Looking today at the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, I want to walk through some of the events leading up to the resurrection in my own spiritual journey this week. So today, the Garden of Gethsemane. I want to see Jesus in this story, but I also find myself identifying with the disciples who followed him there. After the meal that we call the Last Supper, Jesus leads his disciples up to a place called Gethsemane. Gethsemane literally means the olive oil press. That meaning gives a picture of what Jesus is experiencing as he faces his last hours of freedom and his, before his arrest and crucifixion. He is literally in the press and feeling stressed. It's the last hours of the season that he had to walk with the disciples, and right now he needs them. Even Jesus needed companionship as he faced this difficult moment. So he tells the disciples, sit here while I go over there to pray. And then he takes Peter, James, and John farther and says to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode called Praying for a Friend. Perhaps this passage would have been a good one in that devotion. Uh, The disciples are left there to pray and watch with Jesus. Jesus begins to pray, and I'm glad that we've got recorded a glimpse of that prayer. He prays this, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus uses the cup here as a symbol of the suffering and death that he is facing. But it's even more than that. Jesus is calling up an image from the Old Testament, the cup, that is often associated with God's wrath against sin, against the sin of man. His physical suffering is only part of what is grieving Jesus. The spiritual suffering of taking on God's wrath against sin is an even greater burden that one that is beyond our understanding. I also want you to think about that cup today as a symbol of submission. He says, not my will, but yours. And that's a powerful statement of submission. When everything human inside of Jesus cries out for his own will and for his own self-preservation, he nevertheless seeks God's will. How is he able to do that? Jesus is able to accept the cup because it was given by the Father. So a takeaway for us is that we shouldn't turn away from or fear the cups that God has mixed for us. They may bring pain, but our Savior has already drunk that cup of suffering before us. Back to the disciples. Jesus goes back to them and says, Couldn't you men watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. They didn't know the crisis, the catastrophe that the evil one was about to bring that night. They slept right up to the point that a mob showed up with clubs and swords. If they would have known, I'm sure they would have stayed awake to pray. I identify with that. Had I known whatever, fill in the blank for your own life, some crisis that was coming, I would have been more watchful. I would have prayed. I want to be watchful, but for me also, the flesh is weak. For them, that referred to their drowsiness that night, but in my life, 
It can be uh, any distraction with the lesser important things of this life that, that take my focus away from watching and praying. Watch and pray are two commands that will help us through life's difficulties. Proverbs 22 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. For them, temptation was the issue, and for me also. But 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with each temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God is faithful to provide escape from what tempts us if we are watchful. In regards to prayer, Hebrews 14 is a great promise. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Are we asleep at the will? Are we resting comfortably as the evil one's attack is on its way? Watch and pray. Those are our tools, weapons. Let's finish this scene from the garden off by focusing back on Jesus. It's important to note that Jesus knew good and well that Judas was going to come for him there and was going to betray him there. That means that as he walked into that garden that night, he was taking a walk of obedience. He was walking toward his own capture. 1 Corinthians talks about Jesus as the, quote, last Adam. The first Adam was a sinless man who faced temptation in a garden. Jesus, the last Adam, also faced temptation and also in a garden. They both made a choice that affected all of people. The first Adam disobeyed. He was cast out of the garden. And because of his disobedience, he brought to the world sin and death. Jesus, the last Adam, was obedient to the Father. He wasn't cast out of the garden. He walked into the garden in obedience. And because of his choice, he has brought us righteousness and life. Have a great Easter week.